3: All right, Carver. I can't tell you what it's doing to me uh, that mafia made me turn off my uh, TV uh, 80 inch monitor uh, while I'm watching the Masters and that I can't watch the Masters while I'm doing the show is uh, literally like having bullets pierce my sternum.
4: Yes, that's never good. Bullets piercing the sternum. Not where you want to be, especially on the opening round of the Masters. uh, That's for sure. Uh, Let's get to the baseball now, Scott. I'll keep you updated. Don't worry. In fact, Cameron Smith, in the first trouble I've seen him in since the first hole, uh, it looked like he almost hit a tree here on 18. So let's see if he can get out of here. Still minus six or if he drops a shot, hopefully, uh, before he heads to the clubhouse. Uh, Baseball now. Red Sox and Yankees tomorrow afternoon. Uh, They've got contract issues with a couple of their stars. Raphael Devers, they are far off in contract extension talks. Xander Bogart said today he will not sign a contract extension with the Red Sox before the season starts. He intends uh, to go to free agency. He ain't moving off a of shortstop. He ain't doing anything. So there seems to be some friction with Xander Bogart and the Boston Red Sox right now. The Padres trade Chris Paddock and Emilio Pagan to the Twins. Taylor Rogers and Brent Rooker. Go back the other way. The Padres have been trying to get rid of Paddock. Basically, uh, since the lockout ended, they finally find a home for him. They also traded Victor Caratini to the Brewers for minor leaguers. Uh, Miami trades Alex Jackson to the Brewers for minor leaguers at all. Brewers needed a catcher after their guy got popped for 80 games, Scotty Suspension BEDs.
3: Yeah, well, look, let's go back to Boston for a second. Uh, You know, I think that these two, uh, Devers and Bogarts, are huge pieces on that team. But I think the play that they're uh, working here in the front office is they got Trevor Story, who they put over at second base. They can move him to short in five seconds if this guy Bogarts wants to play games because it's about money and they already got Story. So if they don't feel like giving this guy a bag, they're just going to move him over and that'll be it for Bogarts in Boston. Uh, I think the guy that they have to give the contract to at the end of the day for my money is, is Devers. Uh, because they can work with story and and go back to original plans on, on the you know right side of the infield. So uh, I think that thing will uh, not play out in Bogart's favor, and I think that he realizes that, Mike, and I think he knows that he's going to have to just play the season out and then uh, go into free agency and make a lot of money somewhere else.
4: Uh, that's exactly what he's going to have to do at this point, point. I think he will. I think he'll have a big year, and he'll get himself a big bag From somebody down the line. Let's go through the rest of tonight's games before we get to tomorrow with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Now, the Mets and the Nationals, Scotty, were supposed to play at four o'clock this afternoon. Some bad weather down in Washington. They moved that now to a seven o'clock game tonight. Let's take a look at what we have. Of course, we have Tyler Miguel going against Patrick Corbin down there, Mets minus a buck 18.
3: Yeah, I'm leery about this kid pitching for the Mets, to be honest with you. But I think the Mets lineup is so much better than the Nationals beyond Soto. Uh, I think they stink. Uh, I think Corbin's the better pitcher here. I'm surprised at the price. Uh, I took the Mets and rolled the dice. And I you know, don't have any faith in that bet whatsoever. I wouldn't go near it with a 10-foot pole. I'm not betting on McGill or anything else. I'm just not making that bet. I'm telling you. What I would do if I was forced to do it. We welcome all of our radio affiliates to Coast to Coast on a Thursday show. Sirius, uh, Channel 159, of course, Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in San Diego. Sports map, sports byline. Good to have you with us.
4: Uh, And I did just see that Max Scherzer just spoke to the media, and he sounds like he will be a go for tomorrow to make his first... He's older than my mother-in-law.
3: That guy. Yes,
4: he is. But... He makes a lot more money than her. Uh, so we She's have a lot more that. fun it's than him.
3: More. She's way more That's fun than him. She true. plays high-end slots and drinks JMO and smokes weed.
4: There's nothing wrong with that either. The Reds, of course, as we mentioned with the Wagyu <laughs> beef, are in Atlanta tonight against the Braves. Uh, Tyler Molly against Max Freed. Minus 188 for the Braves tonight as they raise the World Series banner.
3: You know, I got to tell you that uh, I'm feeling more and more like uh, we have to carry the golf nicknames into baseball. I think that's going to be inevitable here moving forward from this day on. Uh, So it is written. So it is done. That is a finished finished product right there. We just came to that decision right there. Uh, Freed eggs is going to win this game over the Reds. The Reds are a minor (laughs) league team, and I'll have mine uh, over easy. All right, there you go. I'm on. Uh, freed eggs
4: the (laughs) Astros are out in Anaheim tonight to take on the Los Angeles Angels who shouldn't be called Los Angeles they should be called Anaheim Uh, Otani on the hill for the Angels Uh, Exxon Valdez is pitching for the Astros tonight minus 120 for Otani and the Angels
3: I'm on Exxon Valdez and uh, they are from this day forward so it is written so it is done the Anaheim Angels. They are in Orange County. They are in Anaheim. They are not in Los Angeles. So from now on, we call them the Anaheim Angels on this show. Moving forward. Gavel. Oh. Uh,
4: as And as you say that, uh, Tiger just chopped down about six trees on the 18th a <laughs> Tiger just hit about six squirrels out on the left fairway. Left, Look out. Left, left of the fairway. Not a good tee shot for Tiger on 18 but he might have some room to get out of there.
3: That's all that matters. All I care about is how he does today, and then I watch everyone else and hope for them to fail.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Trevor High, I mean, this hairdo of Cameron Smith is just unbelievable. No one tells him he, he looks like a, an idiot. I mean, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. That no one is is like letting this guy in on this game. That he's you know uh, got this mullet rocking. You don't think he's uh, married? And you also said that he looks like what uh, in a movie? He looks like what,
4: what? an extra. He looks like an extra in Boogie Nights with Mark Wahlberg. Like he just looks <laughs> like he would fit in. Uh, in that film uh, tremendously. Uh, Nice job for Cameron Smith. Very far putt uh, for him. And, yes, he needs to cut his hair. Uh, Before we finish uh, tonight's games and get to tomorrow, if you had, Scotty, Nico Horner of the Chicago Cubs to hit the first home run of the Major League Baseball season, you can now go cash that ticket. Cubs take a 3-1 lead on a Nico Horner home run out into the left field bleachers in Wrigley nice job by your boy Nico uh, there as they have a lead on the Brewers right now everybody got drunk in the bleachers it was great all right last game tonight the Padres are in Arizona against the Diamondbacks You Darvish and Madison Bumgarner I can't believe he came back for another year minus 136 for the Padres tonight Scotty in Arizona
3: I mean, uh, you know, we've had this conversation. Uh, The Diamondbacks have uh, Mr. Personality, Bumgarner, and then they got Marte, and they have nothing else. The Padres are loaded with talent, and Darvish coming off a bad year, you already know what happens every time he has a bad year. The next year he has a great year. I'm betting on the Padres tonight on the road.
4: There you go. That's all of tonight's games. Tomorrow afternoon, a very heavy slate of teams kicking off their season. The Yankees and the Red Sox were supposed to play today, rained out. Looks like they will have great weather in the Bronx tomorrow afternoon to get it going. Garrett Cole will take the ball on opening day. He has faced the Red Sox many times over the past couple of years since he became a Yankee, including getting racked in that wild card game in November, in uh, October that ended the Yankee season. Here's Cole today on facing the Red Sox again in a big game. Let's try to figure out what he's talking about. The, uh, the Red Sox uh, had some success against you last year, not just in the wildcard game.
5: But it, is there anything that you can point to as a reason for some that success. and any adjustments that you could make uh, heading into tomorrow's game?
1: I mean, it's a pretty formidable opponent. I just kind of see it as, you know, two stags locking up in the, uh, locking up in the forest. Somebody's going to break an antler. Every once in a while and um, and nobody's certainly going to back down
5: does that add to the, the, the rivalry does that add to what opening day is It's hard to really
1: add to uh, it's hard to really add anything to the Red Sox Yankees rivalry it, it is what it
3: is I mean what just happened right there what, what what's wrong with him I do not even know what that I don't is know.
4: I guess he's a, maybe he's a, a hunter. He go like listen, antlers and, and, and I don't, I don't go snags, to the forest I
3: ever. I just, I don't listen, never go in a forest ever bad <laughs> things happen in the forest. I also don't go to the jungle. Uh, there's giant snakes, pythons, alligators. I'm not spiders. I'm not having it. Uh, there's tigers, lions. I mean, the only <laughs> lion I know is the lion's share. That's it. Uh, I'm not Man. doing it. Stags. What? What the f is that? I don't even know what that is. I,
4: I, I, I don't know. But he uh, will be your Yankees opening day starter uh, tomorrow. Get him In some grease
3: for his hands. He needs Our,
4: it. Aaron Boone also said today that Josh Donaldson uh, will lead off for the Yankees tomorrow. The new leadoff hitter, Josh Donaldson. will see if he can make it more than three or four weeks before getting three or four days. Here. <laughs> three or four days more like it by the way developments in augusta uh the mullet cam smith double bogeys 18 to go back down to minus four so what a day for cam smith oh. double bogeys one goes nuts double bogeys 18 finishes the day minus four uh as he is now in the clubhouse scotty uh and tiger is in all kinds of trouble on 18. he won't be the leader in the woods uh, no, I don't think he will either. I think somebody in this afternoon wave will get ahead of him. Uh, here it is tomorrow afternoon. Let's look at it. The Red Sox are at the Bronx to take on the Yankees. We have the White Sox and the Tigers tomorrow. The A's are in Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. We have the Orioles and the Rays as well in Tampa.
3: Look, uh, I think the Red Sox will beat the Yankees uh, right out of the gates. I, I really do. Uh, you know, they own Paul Cole. So I'm going to go with it. Uh, I like their pitcher. Who is it again? Who's going for him? Givaldi. I think uh, he's a, yes. a nightmare for the for the Yankees. Uh, I'm on the White Sox. Uh, I think they're way better than um, the Tigers. I can't wait to see what Torkelson does this year, though, I'll be honest with you. And then I'm on uh, the Phillies. The A's are a, a high school team. And then I'm all over the race. I mean, are you kidding me? The Orioles, the Orioles. And uh, the A's and the Pirates, they should all be playing in, uh, you know, the the regionals and sectionals in high school baseball. That's how bad their teams are.
4: Uh, More afternoon games tomorrow. Robbie Ray begins his Cy Young Award defense, but in a new city. He's with the Mariners now. They'll be in Minnesota against the Twins. The Dodgers start with Walker Bueller in Colorado against the Rockies, the Marlins, will be in San Francisco to take on the Giants. Logan Webb getting the ball for them. He was excellent last year on opening day.
3: Yeah, I like uh, Robbie Ray and for him to win in Minnesota to start the season. And then I'm all over the Dodgers and the Giants.
4: There you go. Baseball. We've got games going on now. We will keep you updated as we continue on. Let's get to the NBA now, Scotty. Last night, Nets beat the Knicks 110-98. to The Knicks we were actually uh, kicking their ass for most of the night, Scotty, but in the right. second half, the Nets took over, including in the fourth quarter. Seth Curry, the dagger three on ESPN. Durant off the double. Curry will fire. You
5: bet. Seth Curry! A 10-0 Brooklyn run. They have their largest lead of the night.
3: Yeah, I mean Durant, Irving, uh, Patty Cakes, all had big games. I told you yesterday uh, on this show that I think they'll win out. I think the the Nets are going to win out uh, these last couple of games, and I think they'll uh, be in the uh, better position. They, you know, they're going to be, uh, I think, in that seven-eight game.
4: Let's hear from Kevin Durant now, Scotty. Of course, they did have to come from behind again. A heavy double-digit deficit against a bad team Durant says uh, we need to stop doing this
0: yeah it's risky I hate being down like I hate even being that team like get down and fight back like I don't like that like that's not I don't want that to be a part of who oh. we are like um, you know so but in that situation may come and, and for us it's about sticking together making the right play regardless of the, uh, the score and um, you know defensively on the same page so That's what we leaned on on tonight, and we was able to make shots. So when you see us make threes like that and knock down wide-open shots, it shows that we got good energy on the defensive side of the ball. All that stuff matters, you know. So we had a good spirit that second half.
3: I got to give him credit. Uh, A lot of superstars uh, walk off the court and ignore uh, everyone and anything in their way. Uh, They go beeline right into the room, Right. Uh, I don't know if you saw him last night or not, but he actually stopped and gave some love to two little kids that were no more than four or five years old. And uh, whenever I see that from a guy that makes that kind of bag, and that is that famous and that gigantic in the NBA, and he takes uh, you know a pit stop real quick to say hi to two kids, he has no idea who they are or anything else. He just shows some love to two little kids that are there to see their heroes. Never forget, I will never forget Kobe Bryant saying that he plays hard every night for the guy that pays his you know, entire weekly salary for the ticket to sit in the nosebleeds to watch him play. It means that much to some fan to watch Kobe Bryant play. He plays hard every night. And in this day and age in the NBA, guys don't even play, let alone play hard. So to see him do that for two little kids, I, get, I gotta get him credit. So I, I was a little surprised last night, um, you know, when I was playing in my championship game, that when uh, they gave out first and second team, uh, you know, all league awards and, and league MVP, uh, I couldn't believe it, uh, Carver High, because they give out these certificates and awards. And when the people were uh, that won the awards were uh, holding up their awards and then uh, – like, afterwards, a couple of my teammates were on the first team and second team, and I looked at the certificate, and when I when I looked at the certificate, I flipped it over, and it said, at SportsGrid and at Sports Grid TV" on the back of it, which I thought was amazing, because how would Rebecca Harrelson know that it was like awards night at the u League? I mean, that is just brilliant marketing on behalf of Rebecca and the SportsGrid staff. Uh, and if you follow us on social media, you too might be named all first team, lifetime athletic basketball player. I mean, this is huge. It's a, it's an incredible effort by our staff. Uh,
4: incredible effort indeed. Nicely done. Also, an incredible effort at Augusta today, Scotty, for Tiger Woods. He has completed his first round with a seventy-one, one under for Tiger. He is done with his first eighteen. Uh, look, Love it. Uh, I think he. I think he gave you. Uh, any more that you could have possibly expected from him after not playing for as long, 14 months after uh, the car accident. That is a big way to start the weekend for Tiger. Only three back in the lead.
3: I think tomorrow he'll pick up two more. Maybe more. I mean, the more he plays, the more lethal he gets.
4: And remember what Dusek said to you yesterday, which is very key. Tiger now, done for the day. He won't tee off until, like, the last or second-to-last group tomorrow, which will be close to 3 o'clock. He's going to get almost 23 hours, 22-and-a-half hours of rest before he has to go back out and play another 18. So, uh, good day for Tiger uh, as he's well on his way at Augusta. Let's get back to the NBA. You were talking about Durant with the kids in the crowd at the Garden. For whatever reason, after the game, there was a lot of chatter with Durant and and Kyrie about the Knick fans and how there's a big rivalry because they didn't sign there. They're still talking about this stuff years later. Here's Kyrie about getting emotional uh, with the Knick fans last night at the Garden.
6: East Coast basketball at its finest. You know, people just yelling random from the crowd. One One of the reactions, they got one. I think I tapped the wrong person, so I apologize to the random guy that I tapped. You know, he looked at me. Uh, with a big surprise on his face <laughs> a surprising look on his face so i didn't i didn't mean it happen but somebody said something i was just, just i was just fed up with our performance and um you know i I've, I've dealt with kind of this east coast type of attitude in, in games since i was you know seven eight years old so i've i've been in the trenches as they would say uh growing up playing in different boroughs being a jersey kid not getting respect from new york uh basketball until um you know i just stopped giving a F about what their opinion was. And I just started repping the best way I knew how. So, um, you know, it's just always a mutual respect across, uh, the, the basketball culture out here. Um, you know, I, I fall in line with a lot of great guards that have come from the New York city area, New Jersey area, you know, tri-state area. So, uh, just want to put on a good show. I got to
3: tell you, uh, I, I dig everything he's saying. I played, uh, a lot of ball my whole life. I played in, uh, the West Coast and San Francisco and L.A. Uh, I played for 25 years in, in New York City, and I played in Indiana. Uh, and I have to tell you, um, the best basketball I ever played in my life was in Indiana. And I think the best, you know, basketball comes from Indiana, in my view, unequivocally. I've been everywhere. I've never seen anything like, you know, kids come out of the womb, they're shooting free throws. I mean, it is crazy. But I've played in New York City now for 25 years, and it is clearly uh, the chippiest, dirtiest, most violent basketball I've ever played in my life, and I love it.
4: Also last night, the Mavericks beat the Pistons 131-113. to Luka Doncic 26-14-8. and Brunson had 24 as well for the Mavs. Luka says... One part of his game that's improved the most? How about defense? We never talk about that with Luca. Here he
2: is.
6: No, but seriously, I think my defense defense improved a lot this year. Uh, I said all the jokes. Uh, I think they called the foul because they didn't expect me to to block the shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, two blocks. But no, outside this, I think I improved a lot. You know, obviously it's team defense. Uh, They helped me a lot. You know, I think when we talk, our defense is great and. Most of the times I'm the low man, you know, I see everything. So when I talk, I think the team difference is even better.
3: I honestly believe and I mean this when I say this and Mafia knows it's true. If you play a game and you solely focus 100% of your energies on uh, defense and rebounding, like, you know, which is all one and the same, if you ask me, uh, if you defend and rebound and dominate in that facet of the game, You will see your offensive numbers soar, field goal percentage, three point percentage, free throw percentage. You know why? Because you're not worried about any of that. You will get your shots, your looks, your good finish uh, abilities off of great defense. I believe all offense uh, can be created in transition off of great defense. I mean, my team last night dominated the boards and dominated two star players that, that can go off for 30 a game. If you play defense and rebound and dominate, no one can beat you, ever. That's how you coach in basketball today. Kids, youth, AAU, college, D1-2-3 pros. Win the battle of the boards and defensively, take a a star player out of the game. You win. It's that simple.
4: Uh, Cade Cunningham, also a big night for the Pistons. He now has eight games this year of 25, 5, and 5. All other rookies have seven of those such games combined. So a very big finish to the season for Cade Cunningham in Detroit. Hawks beat the Wizards 118 to 103. They stay even with the Nets, Scotty. I'll show you the standings in a little bit for that eight spot. Nets have the tiebreaker. They will decide that uh this weekend with the couple games they have remaining. Celtics beat the Bulls 117 to 94. Jalen Brown, 10 straight games with 25 plus points. But, of course, the story again, uh, the Bulls can't beat any team that's actually good. Uh, Here's Billy Donovan, says they need to fight harder.
1: There's like a determination, a fight, a competitiveness that you have to have this time of year because you are dealing on margins. That's what you're you're, you're fighting for margins. And to your point, when we have these huge losses, you know why we have huge losses? Because Milwaukee and Boston understand the margins and they're fighting like crazy for them, and we've gotten dominated on the margins. That's why we've lost by 20.
3: And I, I, I'd agree, but I'd say the reason they lose every night is they don't have Lonzo Ball. I mean, I think their guard play is atrocious. I am done listening to people tell me how good Alex Caruso is. He is as white as a cloud. And I'm telling you, Uh, They don't play any guard play at all anymore. They can't stop a fly, and they don't play defense. And all they do is have DeRozan score, and then when he's not scoring, they give the ball to Vuce, and he shoots bad shots. You Remember when that guy used to knock down every shot he took? Now he just uh, throws up bricks. I mean, they're terrible. I'm not betting on that team at all in the playoffs. There is no way you can go, Mike, from this bad for two months to good with the a, a ACDC flick at a switch it's not it's not possible
4: no i don't think that it is either uh president obama also uh, was at the game last night My man uh, of course big bulls fan he got to watch the bulls uh take it from the celtics uh in town the jazz destroyed the thunder 137 to 101 clippers beat the suns 113 to 109 the suns were down 41 at one point in this game, they almost came all the way back to pull off the monster comeback. Of course, they had none of their guys playing. They're big guys, Booker, CP3, and they were all out. The backups almost got it done. Here's Paul George, Scotty, says the Clippers are starting to play their best ball.
0: Yeah, I think we're starting to play our, our best basketball right now. Um, we've been doing a, a really good job on both ends. Um, but uh, I think more than anything, we just have a, just a good feel. Um, going towards these last couple games of, uh, what we want to accomplish.
3: I think the key to that team is pretty simple to me is, uh, Zubats has to own the glass, all of it. And then Reggie Jackson has to knock down shots. And if he's not going to shoot, he has to find George for all of their attempts because the rest of the team uh, is terrible. So it's real simple. Get PG to ball. Uh, if if he misses, Zubots has to get the rebound, get a second chance, and either Jackson knocks it down or gives it back to George. They have no other options. Kennard's fine. You know what Kennard is? He's like a Tuesday, Wednesday night guy. You know he can hit every shot in a Tuesday, Wednesday night, but in a playoff game, Luke Kennard, really? That's what you're going to? Okay.
4: <laughs> so the Clippers are locked in. To that first wild card uh, play in game. We will show the West in a moment. Here's the Eastern Conference standings with just the weekend left to play, Scotty. We are definitely in the home stretch. Cleveland would play the Nets right now in the 7 8 game. The Hawks would host Charlotte in the 9 10 game. As you can see, there is still some se- something to be decided. Two, three, and four. Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, all with 30 losses. So positioning there uh is going to matter a lot this weekend in the east
3: yeah and look uh, all i know is uh i'm watching everything but i, I want to see that uh nets team with all that uh kyrie and durant beat the Cavs and then beat the uh you know whatever uh the the 9 10 right they gotta what do they gotta do when they just they gotta win one the other one has to win two
4: correct Right now, the Nets only have to win one game, so if they stay in that. Uh, area, I think well, they'll, they'll win the one game. One. I do too.
2: SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling.
3: All right. Elvis is in the building. Uh, Denny Bernstein covers the NHL for us. He's our hockey insider from the fourth period podcast and NHL radio. It's been a minute. Uh, He hasn't been on in so long uh, that the other day we had the uh, golden muzzy on. And I asked Carver. Hi. I said, "Uh, don't even tell me there's some kind of conspiracy going on here with with Elvis. I go, where the f is Elvis? I mean, I love the muzzy. I mean, I love him forever. But there's only one Elvis. I mean, where is he? And they're like, he's in Calgary or something. I'm like, well, I hope he's at Cowboys getting a little leg because everybody else is. Let's bring him in, Denny Bernstein. All right, uh, Denny. Um, you know, I got to start with uh, this. I watched the Avs beat the Penguins on Saturday, three to two, and then I saw him beat them six four at PBG. And the one thing I said <laughs> on this show was, uh, I think the front office, Sully, his staff, Everyone in the organization that knows anything realizes that they're not where they need to be. Uh, they're whether it's a piece or two away. When you get thumped right. twice by them within a seven-day stretch, it's just this simple. If they were to win the East and go to the finals, I I think they get their ass beat. They can't beat the Avalanche. They know they're not there yet, and that's what I saw. Now everybody else might just say, "Well, it's two hockey games. It doesn't even matter." What did you see when you saw them get beat by the? Fastest team in the NHL,
7: well, Scotty. You're right. It's a measuring stick game. Both of them were, and they're not as good. And right now, they have they'd be third place. They wouldn't even have home lines against the Rangers. I don't think they beat the Rangers, to be honest with you. So, Scott, that's a huge upset if they get out of the East. Scotty, if your Penguins get out. To me, that that's a that's sort of a miracle. I think at this point, they just they're not Tampa. They're not Carolina. They're not Florida. Florida would just clean their clock. So, to me. If they got there, yeah, they're they're not a championship team, but I give this team credit, Scott, because, look, the fact that they are this close to a division title and they're contesting with the Rangers for second place, with all the injuries and the age on this team, I think it's a great performance by everybody, especially Mike Sullivan, who never really gets mentioned as one of the greatest coaches we have in the NHL because John Cooper keeps winning championships. But to me, yeah, I think that would be a significant upset. of the. Even if they got to the conference final, Scotty, I don't think they get out of the first round because, remember, it's not even the way they're playing. How have they played in the postseason the last three seasons? They have really fallen on their faces. The last year against the – you know, with, with Jerry making that mistake behind the net, to me, no, there's no way they're going to get out. It's a really solid team, but there's going to have to be some changes structurally for them to go really deep, I think, going forward in the postseason. They have they to bring back the game. team. happened to you. Yeah.
3: They got big games tonight with the Rangers in New York. Yeah. And then I think this weekend, they play the Predators at PBG or something yeah. like that. How do you think they do tonight after uh, you saw the Rangers go to PBG last week and kick their ass?
7: Yeah, I I, I don't like the word playing, Scotty. And you mentioned you got to bounce back because, look, you can set the Colorado games aside because that team are the favorites to win the Cup. And they're powerful. And they figure out the goalie. That like Kemper is the guy right now. So. I, look they're not at that level aren't they at the second tier yeah they could be at the second tier but look these are the games 10 games to go 11 games to go you got to be playing well i know people say well the positioning doesn't matter Where you play you're going to play a good team that's a fact but if you're not playing if you go five four and one in the last ten and then you got to jump on and play a rangers team which is Turkin or another team that's just as good like you're not going to win scotty so to me th- these games are important even though the top eight in the East have been settled for months now, right? And so now you're playing for positioning, but going in, the hot teams, the hot goalies, they're going to win the first round because the first round is the opportunity to upset teams. Like, there's your, there's your if you're betting these games, the first round is going to be crazy because it always is neat. in the NHL. It's like the opening weekend of March Madness. That's why I love the first round, but from there, you got quality teams left. So for me, Penn's got to go like seven and three, eight and two for me to down the stretch to convince me that they can do damage win a first round against the ranger team which you will likely play and then take their chances against the team i assume it will be carolina in that division
3: do you think they'll blow the six point leading over to capitals uh with the remaining games
7: well if they do then you can mail in the rest of the season you can mail in the playoffs for them. no i don't think so i I, don't, I think there's not enough runway left scotty for them to blow that lead because if they do pack it up like get, get make the reservations for the golf course in early may because they're not going to do anything in the postseason I certainly think they're good enough to win these games because they are important. But to me, to fall back to a wild card where you're playing either Carolina or Florida, you don't want to do that as well. So to me, these games do have consequence because you can say, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter who we play. It does matter. I'd rather play the Rangers up in the Penguins or, as opposed to Carolina or Florida because those two teams, I don't think they have a shot against those teams. They do have a shot what against did
3: players. you? What did you think of... Um the Panthers recent comebacks, like the one against the Leafs down 5-1 to win on the Huberto goal. Uh, We both know how lethal that team is. (laughs) I can smell a a Colorado Panther final, but stranger things have happened where the best team in the East the whole season could stub their toe. Uh, They're not gonna win a a 5-1 game in the playoffs when they're down four goals, in my opinion. And they've done it a a couple times recently. Those games don't happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs, if you ask me.
7: Yeah, Scotty, the other game was, I think, last Saturday in Jersey. They were down 6-2 in the third. Right. But it was New Jersey, right? So, yeah, look, and that's the question that remains to be answered. Does this type of game play in the postseason? Historically, it doesn't, but there's more scoring in the league now. So, to me, can they get away with it? Can they outscore the opposition? Depends who they're playing, Scotty. You know, if Tampa would fall to the two seed, the second wild card, and they want to play in Florida in the first round, that's trouble. And Florida is uh, a tip is not playing well And they, They've lost three straight. I think they're five, right. four and one in the last 10. So to me, yes, they're a very powerful team. Yes. I love, you know, I've talked about this team all season. I love the Florida Panthers I've already played. They're so depthful up front. The question is Aaron Eckback coming back. That's going to definitely help them. He's their number one defenseman. He's going to be healthy, but it's going to come down to Bobrovsky. It's an, and I guess Spencer Knight as well. Bob doesn't do well. It's about their goaltending. So to me, Yes, they should be a favorite. Yes, they should be a favorite to come out. is clearly the best team. But, again, do you play six, four games in the postseason, maybe in the first round, but then as you get deeper against, let's say, a Carolina who's got great defense and solid goaltending, it remains to be seen because they haven't been at that level. Scotty, this is a team that I remember a couple of years against the Islanders, they were soft. They lost. They went out five against the Islanders, and it wasn't even close. So, to me, yes, a powerful team. But the question is, will their star sell? in the postseason. The NHL, historically, it doesn't. So it's going to be really intriguing to see how they fare. Maybe not the first round, but going forward, to the divisional playoffs and then to a a conference final, it's going to be really interesting to see if they can do that.
3: So I think Tampa's got to get Palat going again, like uh, we're accustomed to seeing because he hasn't done it uh, for them for a while. Uh, What do you think that did uh, to the Leafs? Uh, Campbell's back. Mrazic's out. Campbell's going to be the one Uh, and and they obviously don't have problems scoring goals. Uh, Austin Matthews, to me, is the heart. But does a loss like that, are they able to wash it off, forget about it, or is it in the back of their head that, here we go again, we suck, and we lose games in the playoffs and we can't finish? Uh, Are they worried at all about what happened to them?
7: No, Scotty, if you're worried about game 70 right now, when you've gotta play the playoffs, then you're gonna be defeated in the playoffs, without question. That's a game you just got to park and ride. That old Daryl Sutter saying: you got to park and ride it. It was a bad game, bad effort. You can't bring that effort. You can't bring that defense. I think it's a attention to detail, right? It is a regular season game. They are not playing for their stake, their stake in the playoffs. They're playing just another game to play out the string, basically to make a determination. You probably know they're not going to win the division, so they're going to be the two three seed. So for me, if you don't wipe that from your memory banks, then that's the problem, Scotty. Not that you lost the game. Is that if you did keep reminding yourself of that game, which they shouldn't. That's the issue, and that's been the question with the Leafs. What's the mental approach to this game in the postseason? Are they frail? Will they fall apart again? If they get a game like that where they blow, maybe not that size of a lead, but they're up 3-1 in the third, they will lose 4-3 in game two, and now they see a series of split as opposed to being up two. To me, that's the question. When time gets tough for that team in the room, who are they going to turn to? Is it going to be Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner? To me, these guys have never won around since, what, 93? So to me, that's right. the question about this team. How frail will they be when they hit hard times, and they will hit hard times in the postseason?
3: How are your Kings going to hold up?
7: Well, they're getting healthy. They've got Brendan Lemieux back tonight. They got uh, Matt Roy back. You know, Scotty, they are in second and third place. They've been in the playoff position with three of the four top defensemen out. So, to me, they'll get in. It's so intriguing. What I'm hoping for, Scotty, is for the Kings and Edmonton to play in the first round. They are such different teams. Like Edmonton's got superstar power with Connor McDavid, with Leon Draisaitl. The Kings roll four lines. They're 20th in scoring. They have average goaltending, yet they're in there because they bought into a system of Tom McClellan. To me, they should get in. Vegas is a team that, Scotty, unless they go eight and two down the stretch, they're not getting in. And so for all the talk about Jack Eichel needing to be on a good team to make the playoffs, he's probably not going to be in the playoffs again. So the Kings will do okay. They'll have a puncher's chance if they're totally healthy against Edmonton. And then I saw them twice against Calgary, the last eight days. They're going to be in those games because of the style they play. That's playoff hockey. Three, two games, they don't give up much. They check, they check, and when they're tired of checking, they check some more. So to me, the Kings will get in. I don't think they're a threat here. they emerge from the West, but they could be make it interesting and have some teams like Edmonton and Calgary sweating.
3: Can you believe Vegas went from first-year finals, lose to the Caps, Uh, And then their playoff fortunes were kind of unlucky, refs, whatever else, bad calls, uh, failure, and then now injuries and don't even make the uh, playoffs. Can you believe it's like, it's almost like they're going backwards uh, as opposed to when you're an expansion team and you suck like my thrashers did. Mm -hmm. And 10 years later, they're broke and they're in Pharrellopeg. They start at the top, go to the finals, and now they're going down. Now they're going backwards. What, like, we've never seen an expansion team do what they did before.
7: No, the expectations are through the roof. The owner wants to win a cup. Uh, I, I think the first year, Scotty, it accelerated everything. It put more pressure on George McFee and now Kelly McCrimmon. So you yeah. had to go out and get Jack Eichel because Chandler Stevenson wasn't winning you a championship. But it just shows you when you're not healthy and you have Mark Stone, who's the heart and soul of this team. Forget Pacioretty, forget Pedrangelo, even Jack Alcomin. He's the heart and soul guy. This is the guy missing from the line. That's why they're losing games. They're making uncharacteristic mistakes on defense. You watched that game last night. That's not a playoff team. They made so many mistakes there, but it goes back to the goalie. I've never been a fan of Robin Leonard. I know he deleted his Twitter account because it was the right thing to do, to focus on winning these last couple of games. He's been injured. He's got a couple of injuries. To me, even if it was healthy, he's not a guy to win you a championship. To me, Scotty, you're right. There's got to be accountability here because, to me, not making the playoffs with Vegas—that's not negotiable. So if they do miss, and I do believe they uh-huh. will, some somebody's got to be accountable. Either Peter DeBoer or Kelly McCurlin, Somebody's got to hang for this. And, and because you just you can't do it, even with the guys Avalon there should be enough star potential to beat out, you know, a top, to be in the top eight. And they haven't done it, and I don't think they will. Because again, I watched a game last night against Vancouver, who's not going to make it. And they played horrifically at home. Now they got to go on the road. To me, there's it, got to be accountability in Vegas for what's going. And you're right; they re- are they are regressing. What do you think of the Wild? Well, I love their last game against Nashville because there were four fights in the first period. I, I think they're look. They got Mark Andre Fleury, so that's going to help them in net. Um, they're not going to be Colorado, Pharrell. They're just not going to be Colorado. I think Colorado. It's, <laughs> it's Colorado and it's Calgary. I think those are the two teams. I think they'll be, and not only that, this guy, remember, they bought out Suter. They bought out Parisi. So next year, they've got $13 million or $14 million in dead cap space. So I get them going for it this year because Billy Guerin's going to have to do some really, really great tricks financially to make them a contending team next season. I love Kaprizov. He's a top five player. He's going to be on my MVP ballot. He won't be the top guy. But to me, they're a pesky team. They're trouble. I just don't see them as a four-round team winning a championship, at least this season.
3: How about your boy, Elvis? Uh, Carver, High. this guy. I mean, is he a gem or what? This guy. And then I'm hearing rumors he's going to be hanging out at the NFL draft in Vegas. There's a lot of rumors going around. I'm going to look into it. All right, Elvis. Uh, we'll see you next week. My man, Denny Bernstein. Thanks, buddy.
2: We love you, Scotty.
1: <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, races you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: The legends are
5: true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.
3: Carver High loves today in sports history because the fans clamor for it.
4: They always do. 1951, Ben Hogan wins the first of his two Masters. 63, Jack Nicklaus wins the first of his six Youngest to do it at the time of 23, 69. Bill Singer of the Dodgers credited with the first official save. 1984, Jack Morris throws a no-hitter for the Tigers. 85, Herschel Walker rushes for a USFL record, 233, for the Ooh. generals against the gamblers usfl next weekend scotty look out it's back 1980-98 <laughs> al mckinnis has a goal and an assist just the sixth defenseman to reach 1,000 career points 2003 your boy jim Beheim finally wins a national championship and why because he had carmelo anthony here it is Don't worry about anybody underneath the basket let it go there But Heinrich and Lee are the two guys. Heinrich starts inside, goes outside. Heinrich gets it. Heinrich puts up the shot. It's too long. And Syracuse is your
5: national
0: champion. Has New Orleans given us final fours or not?
3: Wow, I remember that, certainly. And uh, it's the only time he ever won it.
4: 2007, Vince Carter and Jason Kidd become the first teammates since Jordan and Pippen in 89 to have triple-doubles in the same game. 2008, Kansas beat Memphis for the national title. Bill Self's first one, that was where Memphis missed about 600 free throws and allowed Kansas to get back in the game and win it. 2014, UConn beat Kentucky for the title. Both the men and the women won national titles in the same year, only the second time in NCAA history that has happened. And in 2019, Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade play their final home games. Magic Johnson quits as the Lakers' president of basketball operations. The Rockets hit 27 three-pointers, NBA record. Magic, who's still trying to be the Lakers' executive, wants to keep all those bad players from this year.
3: How many times has that guy uh, been in and out of the gig with the Lakers? I- oh, I've lost track. Tough.
4: Yes, it's tough to keep track.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Races, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
5: The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.